Windows. Pillows. Dart. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is technology news. This is from Ars Technica. And the headline's a little misleading, so don't... It's not... I was about to say don't panic, but it's not panic and news. You'll see. Uh, The headline (laughs) is, Next Windows 11 update brings back Clippy, (laughs) along with other redesigned emoji. So... I'm the thing is slightly panicking. They're bringing Clippy back, but as an emoji instead of as Clippy. <laughs> it's just the paper as an cli- emoji. The paperclip emoji. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, how there is a paperclip emoji. So, there, okay. the Windows Microsoft design of it is Clippy. Is Clippy? That's all that that headline means. Oh, okay. They just made a much bigger deal out of it than it actually was worth. But mostly, I want to talk about this because <laughs> it's about emojis. I do love. The memory of Clippy because it's funny. Yeah, but it's I, people like got disproportionately mad about Clippy. Okay, they, but just, like, you, they just found him so annoying. But you know the reason for me personal, my own personal life experience. The reason it was annoying is not even because it was just there and it was like, why are you here? It's because it would slow down my computer. Like back oh, really? then, like my my computer couldn't <laughs> handle. Like if I was running Word, the Clippy would come up and start being automated, and then everything would like freeze. Yeah, that was why I was annoyed. Yeah, like, a, those you intense graphics. My- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like back when like computers couldn't like handle anything like, any like motion. motion. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that was why I was personally annoyed by it. Yeah. Not like. If it had just popped up and like I could have just been like X, no, I don't want. Like I wouldn't have really. Yeah, cared. I'm pretty sure you could turn it off too, but people just weren't computer savvy enough to know. Oh how to yeah, do I it. guess I wasn't. I don't um, know. But anyway, uh, the main thing about the story is that there's new, not new emoji, but redesigned emoji, which oh. you know, you know how I feel about emoji. Yes. Um. So it's about two months out from the public release of Windows 11, which. Uh, I realize in retrospect they're referring to two months after because it technically came out. At the beginning of October, um, which if you didn't know, I actually missed there because it's yeah, it's really not. It wasn't very well publicized. Oh, okay. um, I, yeah, somehow I missed that. But yeah, they're still slowly updating uh, bits and pieces of the operating system that weren't quite ready in early October when it first became available. Okay. Um, so one of those things is a redesigned emoji, which they announced back in July, and the next update adds them to Windows 11. Um, and have you ever seen Microsoft style emojis? They're the ones with like the really dark black outline around them. Um, you wouldn't have had any reason to if you don't regularly like use a Windows machine. I probably haven't because yeah, because yeah, I have a a Mac laptop now. So mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll show you a comparison picture between okay. the two of them. But basically, the old emoji had like these really dark black outlines around them. Okay, um, which I actually thought looked kind of unique and interesting. But they've removed those um, and changed the colors and shapes of what looks like most of them uh, in order to make them match up better with Apple's, Google's, and Samsung's designs. Okay. So, um, and I think they actually look quite nice. Um, nice. Uh, there's also a few Microsoft-specific touches, like I mentioned, like a clippy design for the paperclip emoji, which yeah. I think is pretty clever. Yeah, um, that is. Because when else are you going to use the paperclip emoji? <laughs> Give it a use at least. It, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> actually a good point. Like that makes it so much more useful if it's oh, a yeah. clippy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, far better. Um, so you can get the new emoji designs now if you install the optional November 2021 cumulative update 
for Windows 11 from Windows Update. Also, one of the reasons you might not have heard about Windows 11 is like it has weirdly restrictive system requirements. Like basically, oh. if you don't have a computer from like the last five years, and even in that case, like certain processors from the last five years still aren't supported by it, huh. like because it okay. has these like extra security requirements. Um, like hmm. I checked to like while I was researching this, like in my current computer, which is six years old, does not support Windows 11, which is wow. kind of interesting for an operating system because they usually have lower system requirements yeah. than like actual like applications. Like applica- yeah, like other software. Yeah, hmm. so just that, but yeah, I think that's part of the reason it hasn't been like widely adopted because like a lot of people can't run it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a reason. <laughs> so here's a comparison between like the old and new style. Okay. All right, yeah, those look nice. Yeah, I think the they're they're nice. They're they're. I mean, the old ones look fine too. Honestly, yeah, they're but... kind of cartoonish and yeah, very colorful. And I, I I don't know. I like them. I think they look a little more modern too than something like apples. Apples feel very dated to me at this point. I'm kind of surprised they haven't <laughs> refreshed theirs yet. Yeah, that's actually good because that style, the uh, the Microsoft is more like modern gra- mm-hmm. what modern graphics look like, right? Yeah. I don't know how to explain this eloquently. You're better at this than me. Yeah, fewer gradients. Like there's yes, not, like, there's the not a lot of gradients effect to yeah. it, which like is yeah. A lot of things have dropped that, and I'm personally in favor of it. I think it does look a lot nicer when you just use flat colors. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think they look quite nice and. Uh, it's emojis, so of Yay, course, of course I had to talk about it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And Clippy's back, I guess, technically. Is the Clippy emoji in your photos there uh, or they not? They did have it somewhere. Hold on. Yeah, he's up here at the top with some of the other examples. There we are. Yeah. Hi, Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> he is waving. He's so. cute. <laughs> <laughs> I bet people will come up with all sorts of uses for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Throw him in all of your Word documents from now on. <laughs> yes. Okay, my first story is sports news. We're finally getting to a point, I think, where you can count on two hands the number of sports stories we've done. Yeah. This is from CNN. The headline is, Pillow Fighting Enters Combat Sports Arena. <laughs> Pillow fighting is a sport now. Oh, no. A televised sport. Oh, is it going to be at the Olympics? That I don't know. Yeah. But, um. Seems like it'd be a good fit for the Winter Olympics. Kind of cozy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, pillow fighting is now moving into the boxing ring. <laughs> the Pillow Fight Championship, or PFC, is holding its first live pay-per-view event in Florida on January 29th next year. <laughs> pay-per-view. Okay. It's a pay-per-view event. Okay. <laughs> Steve Williams, the man with the dream of turning childhood horseplay into a professional combat sport, said PFC delivers all the drama of a hand-to-hand combat without the gore of mixed martial arts or boxing, which I'm like, Okay. All right, I yeah, guess that's, that's, that's legit. It's like kid friendly. Yeah, it's like a kid friendly sport. Whereas, like boxing and wrestling is kind of like oh, yeah. and like actual MMA is really not because they yeah. are usually pretty bloody. Like actually, like hurting them each other and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, here are some quotes from Steve Williams. <laughs> I was going to try to do a do a voice, <laughs> a voice, but I don't know if I can. It's not <laughs> something where you sit there and laugh and feathers are flying. 
Well, then what is it? It's serious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's hardcore swinging with specialized pillows. <laughs> the only difference this I'm This one's full of rocks. <laughs> There's like, there's, there's, also, there's like hard stuff in it. Like the, oh my god! Or like um, Jello. Jello. <laughs> it's a pillow full of Jello. Um, so he says the only difference between our fights and MMA fights is that nobody gets hurt. Okay. Um, <laughs> unless there's a rock thinks, pillow. Unless it's, there's a rock pillow, um, he thinks that this uh, using pillows will make the sport relatable. And might help tap into a new audience. Okay. So. Well, I'm really relating to these people. <laughs> smacking each other I with just, pillows in an enclosed I just, circle. I, I just, my big question is, which this article did not answer, is like, what are the rules of this? Like, how do you. Probably no contact other than the pillows, I would have to imagine. But how do you, like, win? Like, you're just, like, hitting somebody with a yeah, pillow? Yeah, like, actually, that's a good point. You can't, like, knock somebody out with a pillow, right? I mean, not with that Are you supposed to, like... Are you supposed to... I can't stop laughing. Like, like, knock them over, but just, like, you can only use the pillow? Maybe. Like, how does yeah, this Yeah, maybe work? they just... You get so exhausted from just wailing on each other with pillows that one of you eventually falls over. And then... You lose the round, then, I, I guess. guess. Yeah, I, have, I, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm not an <laughs> expert either. on this. It was just created. <laughs> I don't know. We need I a would want pillolo- pillolo- pillologist to get a on here a and talk. Pillologist. Pillologist. That sounds like something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I can't stop laughing at this. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I, I just want to say that I would watch this. I don't know that I would pay. Yeah. For the viewing. Pay-per-view? Yeah, maybe there will be some that. clips on YouTube after the fact or something that we can... Yeah, we can like watch. a highlights video or something. Yeah, that would that I would watch that. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. My next story is Space News. This is from CNET. NASA launches DART mission to crash into an asteroid. On purpose. Dart I should mission. clarify. Dart, the DART mission. Uh, you may have heard about this. Uh, so a SpaceX Falcon 9 with a NASA probe launched Tuesday from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California at 10.21 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. I don't know <laughs> Not super relevant. Uh, the, the double asteroid redirection test probe known as DART is programmed to head toward a tiny rock millions of miles from Earth and then collide with it, which sounds like... <laughs> the whole thing sounds like an accident if you don't know what they're trying to do here. <laughs> just like, we're sending which a I probe. Don't. <laughs> we're sending a probe into space to just knock... <laughs> to run into an asteroid. asteroid. Um, it's going to crash into it, and then we're done. Like, <laughs> it's why, it's why did we do this? Um, so, <laughs> DART is a metal box with two extendable solar arrays for power, uh, solar arrays for power, a single camera, and a smaller satellite that will be deployed 10 days before impact to collect data about the collision. Uh, NASA wants to demonstrate that DART can nudge an asteroid, uh, in this case the moonlet known as Dimorphos, off course. Uh, this particular rock orbits a bigger asteroid known as Didymos, and neither poses a threat to Earth which is important to know. <laughs> like, we're not trying to knock them off course because they're on course for us. Hopefully don't, we don't knock them in course with us, but <laughs> I think that that's... Would... I have to assume they've made <laughs> that uh Yeah, that'd that be incredibly unfortunate. Um, um, so yeah, like I said, they don't pose a threat to Earth. 
But if our telescopes did ever spot an asteroid headed directly for us, we may need to resort to this kind of deliberate collision, uh, which makes DART something of a test run for a potentially planet-saving maneuver. So they're literally doing this to see, like, is this something we could do if an asteroid was heading towards Earth? Could we launch something at it with enough force that it would go away? (laughs) Probably a good thing to practice. Yeah, I thought so. Um, It sounds kind of ridiculous, but it also kind of makes sense. Like, it seems like a and like a. I mean, relatively speaking, in space um, travel terms, like relatively cost-effective way of diverting an asteroid. Because apparently the box itself is relatively inexpensive because the point is that it will not survive oh, the Oh, yeah, because like, there's, there's a lot of considerations that they don't have to care about if there's not like... Exactly. It doesn't like, have to come back. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have to like continue transmitting data after the fact. It's yeah. supposed to explode, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So, um Over the next year, the probe will power up its thrusters and slowly gain speed as it makes its way towards the asteroid pair. So it's like accelerating the entire way there, it sounds like. Oh, cool. Um, The impact is scheduled to occur in September of 2022 at around 15,000 miles per hour. Wow. Which they put into context, like going that speed on Earth would get you from New York to L.A. in like a blink of an eye. Like you would just instantly be there, essentially. So it's going to be going that fast, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of of wild. That's cool. Um, So they predict the crash will be strong enough to adjust Dimorphos's orbital period by a few minutes. Um, Calculations show the impact will bring Dimorphos closer to Didymos, and Earth-based telescopes will then be able to pick up on the incremental change. So that's why they chose the two asteroid system, because they'll be able to measure them relative to each other. Oh, that makes sense. Which will tell them how if their calculations were correct essentially so i thought that was pretty smart too yeah because it's like yeah if you just knocked a random standalone asteroid off course like how would you have any way of knowing what you yeah what you've done probably (laughs) like could sort of measure its movement still but yeah it's it's easier if you have like a something relative yeah yeah, something something to to like compare it against yeah yeah i think this is this is really cool this is like (laughs) kind of a new idea in space like Warfare, yeah, I guess. Like, wait, space <laughs> purposes. Space? Yeah, like space technology, like using yeah. using something like this to potentially avert like a planet-ending disaster, which is you know more of this. Like, yeah, that <laughs> seems a, like a good idea. Yeah, good that's a good idea. On. A great use of technology. Yeah, I approve of it. And it's kind of funny, which is also which is just bonus points in my book. <laughs> I wonder if they'll have like a video camera like on the thing that so, can send data back that they can see like what it's doing. So it has a camera on the thing that's going to explode and it also has the little satellite it can send out. I oh. think the little satellite might also be equipped with some stuff to like observe the actual collision. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's like what I was wondering like Right. It wasn't clear if it was going to be like images of it or if it would just be like data about mm-hmm. it that it was measuring. Yeah. But, uh, so they that they did have that consideration, because um, that's probably also useful. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> they, they want they want to probably get something a little closer than <laughs> from an Earth telescope just yeah. to, to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm excited, Neat. and it's like next September, so it's, yeah, not, so it's not, not even that, that far away. Um, not that we'll probably know much like right away, but you know. Yeah, that's that's too, really not a huge long. amount of time. So stay tuned. <laughs> Next year we'll probably be stay covering tuned. this. Yeah, <laughs> For a year from now. Yeah. My next story is entertainment news. 
This is from UPI.com. The headline is, Alabama engineer builds world's largest Nerf gun. Oh, Fun. Okay, yeah. That's that's neat. Here is a photo. <laughs> <laughs> it's ginormous. I mean, they, they did take it from a certain angle, yeah, but it's, the angle is a little it's 12 feet long. Okay, that's still a very large Nerf gun. <laughs> yeah. Some might say too large. <laughs> Impractically large. Some might say, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Michael Pick of Huntsville, Alabama, a software engineer and YouTuber, has earned a Guinness World Record by building a fully functioning version of the Nerf N-Strike Elite Longshot CS6 that measures 12 feet 6 inches long. So it functions, too. Yeah. I how hard it is to pull the trigger. It actually <laughs> <Just> functions. Like, <gasps> it did not mention that, yeah. but it did mention uh, that he... He made darts for it from PVC pipe, foam, and 3D printed caps. So okay. there's actual like darts that he can fire. Um, you fire it at a window; it doesn't just stick they, to it; it just goes through. Just, <laughs> um, the darts can reach speeds of up to up to 50 miles per hour and can travel a maximum distance of 250 feet. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> like. They're no joke, yeah. the darts. Well, good, thing, good thing nobody can, like, move this around. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he has it on wheels, but, like... Oh, well, still. Still, I think it's... <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Guinness World Record holder here. Um, the previous record holder had created a six-foot version of this Nerf gun, so it was about half the size of this one. Amateur hour. <laughs> this guy doubled it. Yeah. Double the size. Yeah. This one eats that gun. <laughs> So that was just, yeah, that was just a fun, fun thing. Yeah. My next story is animal news. This is from CNN. Mammoth tusk recovered from an unlikely place, the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I was not expecting that. Yep, that's right. Sea mammoths. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. It was sea mammoths. (laughs) I wish. They had like mermaid fins. Yeah, exactly. Like half, the front half, half they were elephant, half, ma- half, elephant, <laughs> half, half elephant, half mermaid. <laughs> a mermammoth. 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 There it is. You nailed it. Mermoth. Mer- no, I don't know. Okay, continue with the story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was discovered um, by pilot Randy Prickett and scientist Stephen Haddock who are researchers from the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. Um, They discovered it's a Colombian mammoth tusk 185 miles offshore and 10,000 feet deep in the ocean in 2019. So pretty far out there. Um, Wow. At the time, they were only able to collect a small piece of the tusk, so they returned in July of this year to get the complete sample. Uh, A variety of research facilities are examining the tusk to determine a variety of information about it, including the age of the animal at its death. Uh, The researchers said the cold, high-pressure environment helped to preserve the tusk so it can be studied in greater detail. Um, So it's it's particularly well-preserved because of where it was located, which is not something I thought of when I saw this headline. I was like, oh, that's just weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The scientists believe it could be the oldest well-preserved mammoth tusk recovered from this region of North America, and the USC or UCSC, yes, UCSC <laughs> Geochronology Lab estimates it is more than one hundred thousand years old after analyzing the radioisotopes. 
researchers hope the data collected can not only tell them more about the mammoth they found, but the species in general. Uh, in particular, mammoth remains from continental North America are like particularly rare. So they expect that DNA from this tusk will go far to refine what we know about the mammoths in this part of the world. So really rare tusk wow. found in a really unusual place. How do we think it got there? I I mean, mer-mammoths are my favorite <laughs> current theory. Yeah, I, th- I think that's also my number one theory. Or just a really... Number two theory. Okay. Um, a mammoth was walking on the beach one day, uh-huh. and a shark just came out of nowhere and got it. One of those big sharks, though. A big, a ginormous shark. An enormous shark, yeah. Like an Ice Age shark. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it got it and then went back in the ocean. In, yeah. And pulled it right in there. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> It makes more sense than mine, which is going to be a very strong and angry caveman threw it off of the shore. But that would have to be a 185-mile throw, which seems I mean, difficult. I guess that's not – I mean, it could have – the water could have carried it The water could have also – yeah, right? there could have been some currents, I guess. But, uh, huh. yeah. I don't know. We'll never know. But that I like is the shark theory, cool. though. I think that's, <laughs> yeah? that seems viable to me. <laughs> <laughs> or just the mammoth was walking along the beach – and tripped and fell into the ocean <laughs> and then the current said the rest oh that could that's have happened exciting, though. that's pretty plausible or there was ice out over the ocean oh and the mammoth was out on that ice and fell in or the ice melted while that's it was out totally there. what happened yeah the mammoth went out on the ice mm-hmm. that was the ocean the ocean ice I- ice yeah and it fell into the water solved it <laughs> we solved it you're welcome science <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my next story is food news. This is from ecu.edu.au. <laughs> okay. It's just out of um, Australia. That's okay. why it's a yeah. .au. <laughs> I just thought it would be fun to read the acronyms. Okay. <laughs> the headline is, Latte Lovers Rejoice. Coffee could lower the risk of Alzheimer's disease. You know, Uh-oh. anytime I ever find anything that's like, yeah, coffee's coffee. good for you, I like have to bring in and talk about it because <laughs> I love coffee. Yeah. Um, a long-term study has revealed that drinking higher amounts of coffee may make you less likely to develop Alzheimer's. As part of the Australian Imaging Biomarkers and Lifestyle Study of Aging, researchers from the Edith Cowan University, or ECU, investigated whether coffee intake affected the rate of cognitive decline for more than 200 people in Australia over the span of a decade. Okay. And the study found that the participants who started out with no memory impairments and who consumed more coffee had a lower risk of transitioning to a mild cognitive impairment state, which is like what they call like the preceding, like before you like have Alzheimer's, it's like you're kind of going downhill like that or, or developing Alzheimer's over the course of the study. So like, if you had a healthy memory and you drank more coffee, those things were reduced All right. insignificantly. Okay. Um, and they said that drinking more coffee also gave positive results in relation to certain domains of cognitive function, specifically things like planning, self-control, and attention. <laughs> so if you don't so- demonstrate self-control with your coffee... It'll somehow still improve your self-control. Then what does that mean? We're right. dividing by zero. <laughs> Infinite coffee. Um, yeah. They, they made that note, and they, 
they did say that they don't exactly know why this is the finding. They don't know what the mechanism is. They yeah. Just, they don't. Correlation. They just see <laughs> these positive effects on brain health correlations. Right. And they don't really know why. But yeah, they studied a lot of people over a 10-year period. It's like it's a decent sample size. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. More reason to keep drinking more, coffee. <laughs> more, more reason to keep drinking it. Oh, I love coffee so much. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm doomed because I'm not much of a coffee drinker. Though I've been drinking more okay. lately, but usually just on the weekends. So if somebody else gets it for that's me, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You drink it sometimes. That's better than nothing, I guess. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, if you don't drink coffee, I'm sure it's fine. But Who knows? It's more like if you do drink coffee, there's not, there's not like negative, there's not a lot of negative effects of just drinking like a reasonable amount of coffee. Right. Yeah. From what I've read everything over in my life. Of course, yeah. Everything yeah. in moderation. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. It's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Clippy's back. Clippy's back. Ready, Ready set, set, go. go. So I found this on CNN. Uh, NFT is Collins Dictionary's word of the year for 2021. Oh. Beating, beating out crypto and chuggy. What's chuggy? Have you never heard chuggy? I don't think I have. That's good. I'm glad you haven't. <laughs> You're like, you don't even want to explain what it is. I will. Okay. We can get to it in a second. Okay. Um, yeah, because there's several words in here that I think we're going to have to go over what they actually okay. mean. <laughs> okay. So we'll have a Let's we'll have a that. summary. Okay. Um, but yeah, so NFT, which is the abbreviation of non fungible token, uh, which has been named the word of the year by dictionary pub- publisher Collins, beating crypto and chuggy to the top spot. <laughs> okay, we will get to it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I promise. Okay. Uh, so an NFT is. Quote, a unique digital certificate registered in a blockchain that is used to record ownership of an asset such as an artwork or a collectible, uh, according to a blog post from Collins. I still don't know what the blockchain is. Um, I still don't care to. Uh, yep. acting, acting like virtual signatures, NFTs prove the authenticity of an artwork as the blockchain serves as incorruptible proof of ownership, meaning that original artworks and their owners can always be identified uh, via the blockchain, even if an image or video is widely replicated. Um, I I don't know. I don't remember. Have we talked about NFTs yes, on here? Yes, we have. It just, it's still I, I it's think very I've confusing. Made my, I think I've made my thoughts on them known that I think it's kind of ridiculous because, like, you can't own an image on the internet. Like, even if it says you do, like, any number of people could copy it. I think, it. Like, like, it's it's, 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 it's such like, nonsense to me. Eh. I think you could, you can legally on paper own it, but you can't control it. No, with that ownership mm-hmm. in reality. So that, like, so it's like, what's and the point? Why are you paying for that? Like, right. it's just bragging rights. Like, I own this gif of, it's a, just the same of as, a puppy. Like, it's, yeah, I've honestly, I think it's just the same as like collect, like you collect some artwork, and now it's like, well, I have this now. Yeah, you know, I don't know, but I feel like it's different though, because like. I guess you could like because anybody mass has produce, like a this. print of an artwork or something, but it's it's so much less. It's so there's so much less of a barrier to somebody copying it on the internet than there is in that's real fa- life. That's right. That's but, like true. if you have like a that's little true. sculpture or something, like sure somebody could duplicate it, but it's not the same as like a GIF. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I but agree. It's weird. I think we talked about know. this to death the last time that NFTs came up. So I don't um, know which episode that was, but 
We did talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is where I'll talk about the other words. Uh, so other candidates besides crypto, which you know, crypto, it's just short for um, crypto cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. I was like, wait, what is yeah. <laughs> yeah, cryptocurrency. Um, and then chugi. That was the other one I mentioned up top. So chugi is some word. I think it originated with like Gen Z uh, for things that are like uncool, essentially. Okay. Um, so like it's chugi to like memes or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's all the things that they think our generation is like is dumb for liking, basically. Oh, it's like you're chugi okay. for liking that. It's I I honestly don't know if it's actually caught on outside of that like the realm of TikTok or anything. Oh. Um okay. but uh I'm probably chugi for saying that. Uh <laughs> so other words included metaverse. Um, which that I don't know how to how to define that because I don't think anybody actually does. No, no, uh, that's too new. Yeah, it's to too really new. have a yeah. definition, and it I doesn't think. exist yet. Like it's yeah. just theoretical. It's at this a concept. Point. Yeah. Um, double vaxxed was another <laughs> okay. potential one, which that makes sense. Yeah. Hybrid working. <laughs> Can All imagine right. where that came from. Yep. Uh, climate anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Definitely identify with that one. Um, neo pronoun which is a term I hadn't heard before, but it refers to pronouns that aren't like specifically tied to the gender binary. So like oh. if you've ever seen like XE as a substitute for yeah. he or she, like it's yeah. just like a pronoun that's not tied to a gender. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what that means. And okay. then Regency core, um, which is Don't apparently like referring to the fashion of something like a Bridgerton where it's like that, time periods oh. clothing so like regency like i think this yeah. is what that period or was called or something that sounds something from there right i didn't do a ton of research yeah, into like, regency course yeah. so but, <laughs> okay yeah so that was another potential one which again it's another word i hadn't really heard before so hmm. uh, i think nft is probably the right choice even though i don't care for the concept itself um so last year, Collins named lockdown its word of the year um, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And earlier this month, Oxford Languages made Vax its pick for 2021. Because apparently okay. that word really didn't come into use until like this year and last year, like as a shortened term of for both like vaccine and vaccinated, vaccinated or like getting a vaccine. <laughs> like yeah. it kind of applies to all of those. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of interesting. But yeah, word of the year. Interesting. NFT, even though it's technically an abbreviation. <laughs> it stands for more than one word. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, just, uh, that's just technical, technicalities. Yeah, it's technicalities. Technicalities. <laughs> okay, well, I found a story on UPI that was posted today. Um, it's about a bear. Excellent. Um, the headline is, <laughs> I mean, you're going to think this is like, Totally anticlimactic, but it's <laughs> funny. Bear closes front door of New Jersey home. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of stories about bears opening doors, so it's kind of nice <laughs> to have the other side it, of it. It closed it. It closed one. <laughs> so the reason that this is news um, not is not just because a bear closed the door, but it's actually like this woman posted a video on YouTube of like, she asks the bear to close the door and then it closes it. It's wild. I like, I watched the video and I was like, what, is this in another reality? Like what oh, is happening? Okay. Like I don't understand <laughs> this person. And apparently like this, she like 
knows that this bear comes around her house and she calls it the doorman or somebody, people are calling it the, I don't know. This was on the, there's like a news story about it. And there's this YouTube video (laughs) and I just want to play the, some of the audio from the YouTube video so you can understand, like even without seeing it, um, you can understand. Well, I guess I can, I could be showing you the video. Yeah, I can, I can see the video. Okay. I'm here. Let's do that. You, You are here. You are physically present with me. Is it raining outside? No, it's not raining. Oh, who do we have here? Mr. Bear? Mr. Bear? There's a bear on her stoop, by the way. Please close my door. Mr. Bear? Would you please close my door? This is a wild bear. This is not a domesticated. Close the door, Mr. Bear. Because she's having to ask an awful lot. Close the door, please. Okay, the bear's now entering her home. Right. Close the door. <laughs> the bear is closing the door. It's it's chewing on the doorknob. <laughs> Close the door. Oh, it didn't close it all the way. You have to finish closing it, sweetie. The cold air is coming in. <laughs> She's so close calm. Door, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, it really stresses me out that she doesn't immediately deadbolt. <laughs> I just this lady. She opened the door that? and the bear was right there and she was completely calm about that. So I mean, she must I'm have seen sure that it was she there. Knew, but I'm like, pretty sure she knew the, the the bear was there and was like, let me record a video of this bear that comes around my house that I've somehow trained how to do that. I don't know how. Don't like, know. How does it know how to do that? That was very That's strange. That's a wild bear. Maybe there was something on the doorknob like she like rubbed fish on it. Maybe that I don't would know. maybe, but like wh- she's apparently not afraid of the animal at no, all. No, clearly not. No. Um, I mean, it was a black a black bear, yeah, smallish, right? But like still, still those, those can are still really hurt you. Dangerous. Yeah. I, I just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem like a great idea. <laughs> this lady is just like, oh, sweetie, oh, oh sweet, sweet little bear, close, close the, the door, door. P- close the door. Oh, please. who's a good little bear? Oh, it's like a wild bear. Like, um. <laughs> Okay. That could have been a very different video. I'm really <laughs> worried saying. about like, this person. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is a video on YouTube. Um, yeah. So the news story that I found has the link to it and everything, and it also has a video of newscasters commenting on this video, <laughs> which is kind of fun <laughs> to watch. But, um, yeah, so that's uh, breaking news, viral yeah. video. You know what they say. Every time a bear closes a door... It opens a window. <laughs> it opens a window and shows up in your house later. <laughs> exactly. And surprises you. <laughs> yeah. Because now it knows you're there and there's food. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.